Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out, I didn't. So, I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ladyland. We're going to do a little bit of a different format today. We're calling it a mini-sode. I am joined in the studio with my producer, Mary Catherine Rooker. Hi. And we own this town mogul, Oof. Michael Eats. Yeah, not a term I would use, but I'll take it for now. <laughs> I solicited listeners to submit questions for the three of us, for the guests, and we're going to answer those questions But before we dive in, I wanted to thank everyone who has subscribed, left iTunes reviews. I've gotten so many, so many text messages and DMs from people complimenting the podcast, which right off the top is all three of us. You only hear me, but it only sounds good because of the other two people. I do the least amount of work on this podcast. No. (laughs) Not true. Not true. Just show up and talk. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being so supportive and for telling me how great it sounds. Love compliments. That's for- wh- that's why we do the shows, right? 100%. 100%. <laughs> People keep asking why I'm like, why are you doing that? Are you getting paid? I'm like, no. No, this is so much fun. No. In this economy? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Since we're all three in here, the thing I get asked the most is how does it sound so good? Which is a funny question. But it's a lot of people who also have podcasts. And it's a, I mean, it's a legit humble brag. Someone specifically asked, what is the setup? Am I in my living room? Am I at home talking into my computer? Are we on a couch? And I just keep saying we are at a studio. There's a website for it. But then people don't really know what that means. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, podcasts can be in, done in any style. You can be on a couch. You can have like a little mic at home and, and it would sound fine. Um, when we started We Own This Town, we found a space that had a little room for a recording studio, and we bought some semi-professional mics with professional arms for the mic, so you can pull them closer to you and back. It just feels very pro. And there's like sound baffling on the walls, and that's why it sounds the way it does, because the room is dampened to properly capture your voice. Someone asked me, if we all sit in the room together while, like, how big is this room? How many people fit in here? Are we all in here together? And I've explained, like, it's a four-person table. Mary Catherine and I sit in here. The guest sits in here. Michael sits. Michael sits where he sits. Michael is not in the room while it's recording. No. Once I press record, there's no need for me to be in here anymore. So... I leave. I want Mary Catherine to talk about what she does because no no one knows. And everyone thinks it's so fancy. I have a producer because it is. What I say is you help me prep and you do research on, I said the clients, you do research on the guests and help me just brainstorm questions, background. You sit in here. You take notes. You're the first to listen. You take notes. 
you send your notes to me, I listen, and then it all goes to Michael, and Michael does the ultimate editing, cutting, finishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, my role is to make the conversation sound the best it can as in the flow the topic and yeah so while while you're interviewing your guest I'm sitting here taking notes especially if something is so funny I'm like oh well that's a perfect little teaser to use or we definitely want to keep that part of the conversation in rarely is there anything that's just no that needs to come out and then once um, Michael takes out kind of all the us and things like that in the episode he'll send it to us and then <laughs> I, I will listen through and just kind of go through and say oh maybe this part is getting a little too long maybe we can you know cut here and usually you know I come to it as has the guest answered the question have we gone down that path as far as we can go I don't ever want it to feel like it's gone too far like it's obviously don't want anyone to be bored Right. So you want to yeah. you want to keep everyone engaged. Yeah, I will say from a yeah. technical perspective, after she's given it a listen and decided what the flow of the conversation would be, she sends me amazing notes for like from this time code to this time code. Got to go. And just the whole episode is broken down that way. And it makes the job as the editor just phenomenally easy because I just know what the ins and outs are to take out. Make sure that there's not any weird audio blips happening in that space and we're good to go. So, I mean, aside from making sure that the flow of the conversation is phenomenal, you're also providing insanely good technical insight on what to take out. So, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. It's really helpful because this is my second rodeo and I self-edited my first rodeo, the first podcast, and you cannot be objective. Like everything I said needed to be left in. And everything someone else said, I'm like, oh, they've been talking forever. And all I listened for was, do I like what I'm saying? I can't do the continuity stuff you do. I just, I can't, I cannot do what you do. It's hard to describe, but the way that you can track if someone said a thing in the first three minutes and they touch it again at minute 35, you remember that and you know that. And it's always in your notes like, I had to take out that second reference because we cut it at the top and it doesn't make sense anymore. I cannot, like, that's not a skill I have. Yeah. People who know me know I come from a news background. And so when I was a producer in news, of course, that was video, but editing and selecting sound bites was, that's where I get all that from, giving out time codes to editors and and picking out stuff. And so that's kind of, that was my wheelhouse. So Yeah, it shows. (laughs) Okay. Listener, Katie Wolf who is my writing accountability partner, P.S. We email each other twice a week and have to say whether or not we wrote anything. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's super great. Okay, Katie asks, I'm curious how much time each episode takes writing copy, interviews, post-production, etc." That's a great question. Takes longer than you think it does. <laughs> well, your interviews are typically about an hour. Yeah. Because when Michael sends the episodes, they're usually right around anywhere 45 minutes to an hour. So mm-hmm. so obviously that takes it takes that long to listen all the way through. And then I make my notes and suggestions of what to cut, what to keep mm-hmm. as it go. So hour to listen and probably hour and a half because I'll go back and check things and, and see. Yeah. And then post-production, I, that's Michael. <laughs> yeah. You know, everyone comes in, does the hour-long recording with the interview. I take those files and put them into Adobe Audition. That is my software of choice. Uh, there I are lots of I used. There are lots of other programs that you can use. Uh, I like that one because I know Adobe software. But 
from there, I go through and do a pass and take out awkward pauses, take out ums. Uh, if you hear me say um in this, it might be because I just want to leave it in. <laughs> but in general, I think I think it makes it sound a little more professional, a little more flowing to take a lot of those out because you don't really need to hear people thinking. So we take all those out, and then that's the version that I send over to Mary Catherine and where the edits are made. Then when I get the edits back, it, the time to edit from there is really dependent on the amount to be taken out. It probably takes like an hour and a half to two hours to take all the ums and pauses out. And then probably another 30 minutes to an hour to do the additional edits. But it takes probably three to four hours tops to edit an episode. Man, you got the bulk of the work, which I... I don't think that's true, though. I mean, I think you do a lot of research. You are in here for quite a while interviewing with the person. Both of you discuss what should be taken out. You listen once you've received the final episode to make sure that there's not any editing foibles, which there have been. And I appreciate both of you for catching those before they went out. You collect the images that are going to be used for the episodes. You get the credits. You write the short description. You write the long description. You are doing a lot of work that may not be happening in one sitting in audio software. But I think we all are doing about the same amount of time work. Probably. The writing part, which I think Katie is specifically asking, because I sometimes when I ha- I tell her in the email, like, I didn't write anything, but I wrote two podcast descriptions, 10 social media posts, and a bio. Like, that's what I wrote today. It's a ton of writing. And Mary Catherine and I share the writing, and Mary Catherine, like, front-loaded all of the writing. Like, Mary Catherine wrote most of the Ladyland copy, and then episode to episode, I write everything that you see everywhere. I write the bios, or if they give me a bio, I tweak it. And then Michael needs two descriptions. He needs a short one that's like a sentence long. And then he needs the long one that can be 100 paragraphs long. I write both of those. I write all the Instagram captions. I do two Instagram posts for each episode. So that's two captions. A lot of hashtag research involved in that. Plus Facebook, plus Twitter. So the answer to how long does it take is a long time. (laughs) Four hours a piece? Yeah, I think it's really interesting to like, I think you did a post a while back about like, here's what's required to start a podcast. And it's fascinating the amount of writing and imagery and just like asset management there is that's not interviewing. It's like, you know, we recorded the intro to the show several times because we needed to tweak it. We wanted it to feel natural and we wanted it to showcase some of the guests. And like, I mean, it takes it takes some doing to get there. Yeah, it does. This is a comment, not a question. Sarah Beth Urban, she said, I love, all caps, the rapid fire section. More of that. I think that was Mary Catherine's idea. I can't, I don't remember. I think it was, I think you started it. Anyway, but it is the best. It, the it, questions it, are usually so yours. One of yours for Freyo, tassels or? Tassels or tassels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would oh never have thought of that. <laughs> the guilty pleasure song question is yours. Oh, right, right. That's yours. But I'm glad people like the rapid fire. I think it's hilarious. It's just, it's just a fun way to end the conversation. And it's good from just like a structural standpoint, right? Like, really? You know, that the top of the show is going to be the history of the guest. And then you're going to get into like what their causes are and what's important to them. And then it's going to end with the rapid fire. So like as a listener, you kind of know the structure of the show because that always comes last. Man, I hadn't thought about that. Okay, this is my friend Lauren Worf. Okay, Lauren says on the episode that she thinks was Kristen Luna, 
We asked Kristen what she would tell a young person interested in working in her field, which is travel writing. We also asked Kristen what it takes to break into the field and how it's changed since she did it. Lauren is just saying how much she loved us asking those questions. She works with college students, and those are the questions she gets asked all the time, and she wants to ask everyone all the time. And I've gotten that a bunch, especially with both Marnie and Kristen's episodes. I think those two were new information to a lot of people. I don't know anyone but Marnie that manages Reba McIntyre and Brooks and Dunn and then also does the second job of being their tour manager. So I think Marnie's episode was really interesting to people. And Kristen's too. Like, we all know people who get paid for content. And sometimes that it looks like that's the bulk of what Kristen does. But when you really hear her describe that she worked at Newsweek and she worked all of these places and she's lived in all these countries and she's she is a paid travel writer. I mean, she is a journalist by trade, which is so hard to do now in 2019. So, yeah, I got a lot of feedback on those two episodes, just how much people were like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I love advice for young people. I do, too. Hi. Do you like podcasts? I hope so, because you're listening to one. If you like podcasts, I have something else you might like. Audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks, including I Miss You When I Bleak, written by Ladyland's own Mary Laura Philpott. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, feeding the chickens, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's $14.99 with your first month of membership. Use the code LADYLAND at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. Jess wants to know when we are going to get the Kim Baldwin interviews herself interview. You're getting it right now. Uh, I could hold up a mirror and you could, <laughs> you could talk to you. Oh, my God. Um, she wants to know your origin story. No. And then she's also enjoying the backstories that you get into with each guest. If there's any way to dive deeper, she would love to hear more about that, specifically the decisions they've had to make, luck or lack thereof that they've encountered, and the things that make them who they are. Which I think you already kind of get into quite a bit with a lot of people. I will say, before we started recording, when we were meeting about what this would look like, what was the elevator pitch, like, what did I want to, why did I want to do this? What did I want people to say? What did I want people to hear? And early on, I was like, I want to talk about therapy. I want to talk about money. I want to talk about, like, I want to talk about all these things that women don't talk to each other about. There was a the great bit about getting paid with being a travel writer. That was really oh God, insightful. Well, man, yeah. I think the therapy stuff has definitely been present and talking about it in the Tish episode. Okay, another question comes from Jennifer Woody, who I went to college with, and Mary Catherine also went to college with, because we all went to college together. She wants to know Tisha's episode, Tisha's So Busy. As we talked about, she has five or six jobs. Jennifer wants to know what Tisha's secret is for organization. So I saw Tisha this weekend and I was like, hey, you got a question. You got a question from a listener. And um, go ahead. She she was flattered and she could not believe anyone had a question for her. So she just said the way she stays organized 
is discipline and organization. And sometimes she loses an hour of sleep because she has to do a thing that has to be done. She stays organized and she stays consistent. And that was her answer, which, yeah, that's I mean, I'm not you'd that busy. You have, but to, you have to be to have her schedule. You'd have to be. I mean, I'm a microcosm of the percentage of busy she is. And I am in, I have to stay very organized and very consistent in being organized or at all. And I've lost. seen your calendar in your home office. It is not for the faint of heart. It's real. Yeah. It's color-coded. Okay. Uh, before we go, can I ask you all some rapid-fire questions? Oh, OMG. my God. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to ask you both, but we're going to volley back and forth. So one of you will have more time to think about your answer than the other. But in the rapid-fire, I believe the rule is no explanation. Uh-huh. So, gonna, Mary Catherine, we're going to start with you. Uh-huh. Cheese comes up a lot on Ladyland. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's your favorite cheese? <gasps> Oh, gosh, do I have to pick one? You can list every cheese in the world if you like. <laughs> I love a, well, okay, shout out Mary Laura Philpot. I love palmetto cheese also. <laughs> I can't but, believe they don't sponsor our podcast. I mean, I mean they need to sponsor the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Get ass palmetto cheese. Really, I like seriously just about any kind of cheese except American cheese. Wow. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, American cheese. Kim, favorite cheese? I like... My brain just went to Havana, Cuba. What it? What Havarti? Is, thank you. With dill. Ooh. Wow, fancy. Solid. Solid. I love it. Fancy. Yeah. All get right. it at Aldi. Put it on some Triscuits. And I do love if you get on a cheese plate a good strong cheese and put some little, like, there's usually like a peach jam to go with it. Mm. Or a honey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent combinations. <laughs> okay. For sure. So, Kim, I know you'll have an answer for this. Mary Catherine, I don't know if you will or not. We'll see. I do not like this. (laughs) See, you're on the other side of it now. Kim, favorite drag queen? Katya. There we go. I knew that would be the answer. I kind of set that one up for you to knock it out. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. If you all don't know Katya, please look up Katya. She just announced today there's a book coming out. She and Trixie Mattel wrote a fucking book. That's fantastic. Mm. Her caption on the post was, guess I have to learn how to read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Katya. Mary Catherine, do you have a favorite drag queen? Not everyone does. I don't. I don't. I mean, I would have to just say RuPaul just because everyone knows RuPaul. But I can I just say also anyone on Pose? (laughs) Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, the final question, which you know will be. Oh, God. See if you're set up. See if you're ready for this. I'm I'm ready. Oh, you're ready? Kim? We gotta stay in the pattern. All right, Mary Catherine. Okay. Guilty pleasure song, no explanations. (laughs) She's so embarrassed. Hey, soul sister. No! (laughs) What is wrong with you people and train? Oh my God. I had no idea I knew so many people that liked train. I'd have to reevaluate my friend list. And Kim, guilty pleasure song, no explanations. Space Jam. Space Jam? Space Jam. Wow. I'm shocked by both of these answers. (laughs) Astonished by both of these answers. But, you know, I fully subscribe to the idea that there's no guilty pleasure song. It's just pleasure. Wait, what is your guilty pleasure song? Uh, Probably almost anything from Bruno Mars catalog. Fair. Yeah. Mm. Big fan. Mm. Fair. Okay. That's it. All right. Take us out. (laughs) (laughs) That was terror. Thanks for joining us here in Ladyland. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 I'm Kim Baldwin, and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. To find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. 
You can find me at ladyland underscore podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by U-Drive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.